Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for uh, riding along here this afternoon and this evening. You can join us on the air using the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. We're on Facebook Live. If you could, You could watch this, I guess. You know, if that's something you're into. By, just, by going to Facebook and then watching it. But I guess you'd you'd want to have to do that, I guess. Anyway, 608-785-7914. 785-7914. Right here on Wisdom. Uh, I had a question from someone yesterday, or today, well, today, involving a story we had yesterday about the guy who had the 8th OWI. Um, and it was something along the lines of the interlock. Why did why wasn't there an interlock on the cars? Interlock breath device or something like that. And I, I don't know when they put those on the cars. I'm not, I have really very little knowledge of how the, that, that all works. Um, I think it's like after after three or after four or something, you get have to have an interlock breath device. I don't really know. At any rate, so the guy with the 8th OWI, um, I, I don't know if he had an interlock or anything. Um, but it doesn't, it does, that doesn't matter. It doesn't, it, it just, it's, it's, it's strange to me that we continue to, um, these, um, people who have multiple drunk driving arrests, there's, everybody wants to do something. There's nothing you can do other than remove them from society. So they'd never drive again. But it, if the, you know, it takes anybody can jump in a car. You don't need, you don't need a license to drive. You need a license to drive legally. It's like the guy, like the guy, the guy from Holman that ran over the pedestrian in the crosswalk last week in, in lacrosse. Didn't have a license, been stopped 21 times for having the license revoked. Ran over some woman in a crosswalk. You don't need to have a license to drive. You just need to have a license to drive legally. So I don't, I don't know what the solution is. Self-driving cars, that's the future. Once, once they stop running over people, then we're all self-driving cars, I think. I don't really know. But drunk drivers are, they're out there in profound numbers. And there's nothing you can do to keep them from driving drunk. Which is weird because you think there would be. You would think there would be a very there would be simple solutions. To if you are under the influence, you cannot operate a car. But cars can do amazing things, right? So you're driving around, they have like they see something break ahead of you and automatically breaks. Somehow it's making that that those mathematical analytics and doing all that. What else can cars do now? They do some crazy stuff. I'm not even sure. There's like heads up holograms on the screen. Don't tell me they can't figure out how to make sure that you're not drunk when you're driving. They're just not interested in doing it. Uh, which is interesting because, you know, we spend all, there's so much money that we'd spend on the cars that we buy, newer cars that we buy. So much money that we spend is for safety features. And yet, one of the biggest safety features that you could include in the car is make sure nobody under the influence can drive the car. 
and it and an interlock interlock breath device is not necessarily the way to do that because there's a fair number of people that are driving around that cannot drive a car and haven't had a drop to drink. Uh, what's his name? Holman. Last year was it? Last year, the guy with the porta potty truck killed a woman. What was that on on Sand Lake Road? Was it? He was. He had a needle sticking out of his arm. He hadn't gotten even gotten the needle out. He was still hopped up. He was hopped, hopped up on heroin and didn't have the needle out of his arm. Don't need a license to drive. You need a license to drive legally. Uh, all right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Um, I didn't hit this yesterday because I needed some room to breathe. I think. But uh, interesting claims by the Santa Fe shooter's father in relation to that horrendous shooting in Santa Fe, Santa Fe, Texas last week. And I'm wondering if this gives us insight into how we're looking going forward in, in relation to guns and schools, really. I mean... Guns in schools or guns in churches or guns in anything. No, not guns in anything. Attacks in anything or violence and attacks on schools primarily, but other things as well. We also, and I mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks back, I went and I, I sat in on a class, a high school class in Holman. Uh, and I spoke in front of a class there and uh, this is the second time that I've done it. And it's been a train wreck both times. Um, but, uh, the instructor says he's going to call me back. He's going to have me come back at some point. And I, I can't imagine why. However, the students from this class have written uh, a response. They've each individually written responses to my visit. Uh, they came in an envelope yesterday. I opened the envelope before I realized what it was, and then I, I, re- I saw that there was a letter from the teacher. And I scanned that quickly and realized what I was, I was holding on to, and so I put it all back in the envelope. I have not read any of them. And Rick is going to go through and um, identify the worst possible things, or the, uh, the, the, the lowlights of the student letters, and we'll share them on the air. I'm sure that there's some very non-flattering stuff in there. Okay, last year you did this, right? Last year? Correct. And well, last semester, yeah. Okay, and the, the kids also wrote notes about what they, they learned, but I feel like they wrote those notes to the teacher, not to you. Okay. Right? Am I right? Do you remember that? I, that's what I remember, yes. So when you're talking to someone behind their back, it's so much easier to rip on them. When you're writing letters to the guy that came to your class, all right. So, so what I'm, I've, I'm three or four in. They're not. It's really hard for them to rip on you when they're. They wait, know. are you saying that those letters are written directly to me? Yeah, dear oh, Mitch Reynolds. Really? So they're okay. way more. They're way too positive. That's that's way different than what happened yes, last semester. I might make some stuff up just right. to. Well, hopefully, someone is honest in there because I don't. A little bit, but like just the the last time was comedic because they were just oh, ripping on you to the teacher. Like, oh, this yeah. guy, who is this nut? You who know, is like. This crazy psychopath that came in their classroom. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll Rick is going to mine down and see where, where the worst parts of those things are. 
um, or make some things up. I think so. If you do this again, he said he invited you back, yeah. and they're the, either either you got to have him have his students write letters to the teacher, yeah. uh, critiquing, yeah. or do uh, my friend does this with her kids with something good, something bad. Okay. So have so or have balance. his kids write to you, critiquing right. to you, right. one good, one bad, something like that. Got it. All right. All right. Well, I will uh, hopefully that, and, and I don't. It, it seems like that there's a there's some question marks, or some question about whether I'll be allowed back in the classroom. Understandably, frankly. Anyway, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. The role of bullying in school shooting. We'll talk about that when we come back. Six zero eight seven eight five. 7914. I'm Mitch Reynolds, the Crosstalk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. You can use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914 to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Again, also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WIZM.com. We're on Facebook Live. So there's that. Um, big building projects. I saw the uh, renderings for the new million-dollar police parking lot for Lacrosse Police. It's actually pretty nice. I mean, you can almost see why it's a million dollars. It's got some nice fencing. Super nice fencing. Um, I don't know if there's a car wash in there. That might be. I don't know if that's in there. Can't see from the outside. It's got some super nice fencing. And then it's a, it's a like gate. You have to get in. You got to go through the gate. So the million-dollar parking lot at uh, La Crosse City Hall for the La Crosse Police Department get underway this year, and that'll be ready to go in the fall. But the renderings are pretty nice-looking. Pretty going to be a pretty nice parking lot. You'll be able to definitely secure some cars in there. Won't have to worry about anybody getting in there. Uh, other building projects. There's a building there, and the ongoing, never-ending renovations and building projects at UWL. And the old Wittick Hall, which is, I don't know, 100 years old. The renovation to Wittick Hall. They've, the state has increased the amount they're going to spend there to buy $2.1 million. It was just kind of a, it was, you know, it's funny because it's, I don't know, what's it called? The Board of Regents, right? They're, they're, they're sitting around today, they're just deciding things. Well, let's add 10% to this building project. $2.1 million. So the new amount that they're going to spend to um, make it pretty is 20, it's about $27 million. $27 million. I I think over the last, I don't know, 10 years, have they spent a billion dollars there? It feels like it's been a billion dollars they've spent at UWL for new dorms and new science building and new this building and new that building, a new student union. It doesn't seem like it's been a billion dollars. Huh. People wonder why tuition is so high. Why is tuition so high? I don't get it. Why are kids graduating with so much student debt? Like, what is it? I, I mean, it's right there. I just can't put my finger on it. I know it's something. Gosh, it just seems like it's, I don't know, anybody? 
No, no idea. No idea why that would be. Nope, nope, no, not clear. Other than the billion dollars you've spent building new buildings at your university. That may be part of it. I just am going to offer that up as a possible, a possible reason for that. 608-785-7914. Building project update right there. Oh, speaking of building projects, man, I tell you what, today was weird. I, I was coming back from a, this is one of those OSHA things where later, after OSHA starts to investigate, they do a facepalm because they cannot believe how stupid this was. So I'm, I'm coming back from Onalaska early this morning, coming from Onalaska to La Crosse. Um, and I'm going down, what, 35 turns into 157? Do I have that even close to being right? I'm pretty sure that's right, right? 35 turns into 157, and it's right over the interstate, or right there. It goes over the interstate. Anyway, so right before that, right before you go over the interstate, there's, there's, um, I see, I'm, I'm driving, and it's, it's quarter to, bad eh, about 20 to 7 in the morning. And I'm, I'm watching cars ahead of me, and they're swerving. They have that, like, swerve going on. I'm like, what's going on? What's happening here? Because, you know, I'm trying to navigate and get home safely. And there's people swerving out of a lane. And it seems to be happening abruptly. Suddenly there's brake lights and swerving. And so I'm slowing way down trying to trying to reckon what's going on here. And as it turns out, it's these two guys, two, maybe three guys. I'm not, I wasn't entirely sure because I'm trying to keep my eyes on what the hell's going on ahead of me. But there's two or three guys and there's a couple of trucks couple of road crew trucks, right? And I don't, I'm not sure whose jurisdiction that is. I don't know if that's the county or the city of Alaska, city of La Crosse. I'm not sure who's doing actual work out there. Um, but there's two trucks, and they're pulled over on the shoulder, and they got some cold patch. And there's a guy with a shovel, and he's, he's grabbing some cold patch, and he's running out into the highway. Got, has his orange vest on, fortunately. But he's running out into the highway and he's dumping the cold patch into the holes and then he's running back to the truck. So cars are zipping by and he's taking like he's running out there and breaks up traffic and dumping some cold patch and then zipping back over to the shoulder. <laughs> and there's at one point where he's holding his hand up like, yeah, please don't hit me. <laughs> I mean, just, I'm just doing my job today, so please don't, don't run over me. And there's no cones and there's no, there's no barriers the, you know, the, the, the orange truck with the flashing lights, with the amber light bar, whatever it is, is way over on the side on the shoulder. So you know there's something going on up there. You don't realize that the something going on up there is the knucklehead street worker who's running out into traffic and dumping cold patch into the, some, some kind of pothole. Right out there! And then he runs out there, and he's trying desperately not to get run over. And you're thinking, because you're thinking about what the OSHA accident report's going to be. You, because you know it's gonna at some point, you know, because people are not paying attention and they're updating their Facebook on their phone. Somebody is gonna make turn this guy into a speed bump, and the OSHA report is going to read, "Yeah, major violation, running out into onto a state highway, dumping cold patch in the middle of traffic while people are going fifty miles an hour." Makes a person wonder. It does. So that was another building, building project update. Uh, and uh, I had somebody, uh, and building project update number four, and then we'll move on. Building project update number four is uh, 
3553 coming into uh coming into lacrosse the exit three interchange uh somebody asked me today when is it that they're going to stop planting things because apparently the planting has gone on to extraordinary lengths so now they're creating some sort of some kind of wacky forested area in the middle of the in the in the median there I don't have an answer to that question. I was surprised that there was as much out there as there was. I don't know how uh, how much of a uh, woodsy kind of feel we're going to have um, for that uh, for that particular highway median, but it is a little bit curious. There is very little question of that, and it's going to be it's going to take a fair amount of resources to um, to keep that all uh, put together. Anyway, all right, 608-785-7914. By the way, if you are if you happen to know or have some idea or saw a similar thing uh, that I saw today uh, with Cold Patch guy running out into the middle of uh what is it? Now what did I, what did I just say? 35 is it 35 that run, turns into 53? 35? Whatever the hell it turns into 157. If you happen to see that see that guy and also wonder what he was doing, I would love to hear from you. 608-785-7914. Again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. All right. Uh, and now, uh, moving forward, I, I just want to address this. Oh, 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 one more thing. I want to update something that we talked about yesterday. So there was a – We got a, I got a picture from a listener yesterday who, who asked me about the tents that were reemerging um, in – in the Riverside North development, so it's that big 65-acre chunk of land that's just north of Riverside Park and Lacrosse. So I had some a listeners who sent me a picture of the tents that were popping up there again, so another homeless encampment essentially. And we we discussed this yesterday uh, about you know new tent cities popping up. I do have an update on that, and I can give you some information about what I've 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 discovered about that particular situation. So um, we'll talk about that. I do want to get to, there was some comments made by um, the Santa Fe shooter's father today in relation to bullying as kind of an excuse of sorts for his son shooting up a school. Um, And uh, I want to to get into that because I think it's an important, because if you're looking at bullying as maybe a, a justification or a reason um, I think that you're you're going down the wrong road, but I am I am curious to hear what you think about that. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Yes, Rick. The highway department guys are yep. told to throw and go, and it's called cold mix, not cold patch, said highway guy who doesn't want to go in the air. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Cold mix then. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, highway guy. Okay, it's cold mix. The black stuff. I was just going to say black stuff that you grabbed out of the back of a truck with a shovel. That's probably him. He was probably the guy that was out there running around in traffic like in Ding Dong. You think he's still doing it and on his cell phone? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's probably on his cell phone running around throwing cold mix. Patch. I just thought it was like hot patch. Or is there two? Is there a hot know, one? I don't know what. Whatever. It's it's dark. Cold patch. I it's, thought it was hot patch. It's dark. And I think that's the stuff that's hot. This is the stuff. Oh, that's this cold. is cold. Okay. And then you just 
It's it's called throw and go. So this is like a process. I don't know. Yeah, I think the 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 technical term for whatever he was doing is called throw and go. I mean, so T and G. So anything else that's going on, on the road, you got like barriers and cones and lights and um, flaggers and all this kind of stuff, and you got to drive around and stop and slow down. But man, you're tossing some cold mix down into a hole in the middle of a busy highway during rush hour yeah, that's and it's the, perfectly fine not to have any any kind of yeah those are the entry level jobs those and are the entry- 18 year olds right out of high school that need a summer job before <laughs> if college you, if you survive that then you looking can for 18 year old high school graduate or not to tng will, throw and go willing to take risks on the job 608-785-7914 Crosstalk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But the Better Hearing Center Talk text line is worth, 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 worthy, worthwhile. I don't know. You can use it to join us here on the air. I've got a number of listeners uh, chiming in. We, um, let's see, um... I had a listener who wants to know what class I did. I did a presentation at a class in Holman, I guess a couple weeks ago now. I'm trying to think. Uh, what's today? The 22nd, right? So it was the 11th, I think. I think it was the 11th. So anyway. Um, it, it's a class. Does it say right there, Rick? What does it say? It says something on. Personal criminal issues class? Does that okay. sound right? That uh, sounds right. All right. Thanks. Yeah, that's, I was not, um, I didn't prep. Is that like a, like a, I'm taking algebra? That's a class. I'm taking earth science. I'm taking personal criminal. Is that like a whole semester? Yeah. yeah. Like the whole thing is that? I don't, Man, I don't know. I don't know exactly what their syllabus looks like, but I'm get, but it's, I think the culmination of the class is a, a whole project. And they do, um, they, they create us this whole presentation based on the research they've done. So it's like a research class and it's for, Ugh. yeah, it's, it sounds research. terrible. It's, it sounds terrible. Who's coming in? What's going on? Push harder. We got random salespeople coming in here. Is she bringing me stuff? Okay. Uh, <laughs> she saw the blue baby. Are we becoming more popular or something? I feel like there's more people stopping. Well, she didn't bring fried chicken. So That's true. All right. Um, so that's, that's what I know about it. And, and these kids were really bright. And I mentioned this after I came back from the class that afternoon, but these kids were like way smarter than I ever was in high school. And, um, you know, gave me hope for the future. It's pretty cool. Um, so that's what it was. And then, uh, let's see, this listener apparently has something to do with exit three. Yes. Right. Exit 3 has been a disaster the past month. The road is finished, but they keep closing lanes for no reason so landscapers can park their cars. Yeah, in what's supposed to be a lane of traffic. That's what somebody was telling me this morning. It's, it's, it's like they don't, they're, they're doing this landscaping in the middle of the, of the in heavy traffic periods on Exit 3 when people are trying to get back and forth and they're planning hostas. Like, what the hell kind of planning is that? 
This morning, the left lane was closed. Then a half mile later, the right lane was closed. These contracts should be fine for every hour they close lanes. I would not disagree with that. A few days ago, they were digging holes in the new concrete we just laid. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 608-785-7914. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. If you can call in or text in either way, you get in on the phone. I, um, I want to update you on Tent City. I'm going to do that later. We're also going to get to the feedback that I got from the students uh, from that class. Rick has been mining through it, trying to find uh, the worst tidbits. I don't know if there was any honesty there. Hopefully there was some because I, it was, it, I had fun, but it was a train wreck from, from their perspective. So I... We'll, we'll see if they're actually honest about that. My guess is that uh, from what Rick has said, there's very little honesty. So these kids are really smart, but maybe not as honest as they should be. Perhaps. Well, they're ahead of the game, right? Being dishonestly polite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good social skill. No question. All right. So I had a, a listener ask, uh, how, how did you deal with bullying when you were a youngster? And I want to address this because something, something interesting happened. So this is one of the strangest things. And we ha- I, don't, I don't know if we've ever seen this. So the dude who shot up the high school in Santa Fe on Friday, um, the 17-year-old, killed 10, wounded 10. Uh, And, oh, and, you know, one of the reasons, by the way, we're not hearing as much about this as in the Parkland shooting, because it doesn't fit neatly into our narrative. So our narrative, as representatives of the media... I'm going to pick on us for a little bit. And it's true. I'm it's honest. Honestly, this is, I truly believe this because Parkland blew up, right? That was, that was like a, that, a huge story. Weeks and weeks and weeks. There were vigils and marches and all kinds of stuff. This does not fit into that narrative for about just basically one reason, the type of weapons used. So if this fit into the narrative of the guy who had gotten the assault-style weapon and went to the school and shot up the school, it would be a much different story than the guy who grabbed the shotgun and the thirty-eight from his dad's cabinet and went to school and used it. Whole different narrative. And so, you know, same kind of story, right? Same kind of killing going on in the high school. Same situation with a community mourning its dead. Parents to have children who are no longer alive. Teachers who gave themselves up. But it's a significantly different narrative because it wasn't a, um, we'll call it a military-style assault weapon because that's, or a, a... assault weapon or whatever you want to call it, whatever that looks like, whatever that sounds, whatever that thing is that we dance around the name because there wasn't one of those involved. It's not, it doesn't fit into that same narrative. So that's, there's that. It doesn't mean that it's not obviously an important and compelling story and doesn't involve issues that we need to deal with. But one of the things that's come up from this is that the father of that kid has, has been talking, did an interview where he talked about how his son was a good boy who was a victim of bullying. He, um, I think this was with the Wall Street Journal, I think. And then also talked to a television station in Greece because he's a Greek immigrant. 
He said that his son was mistreated at the high school um, and said he thinks that's what's behind the shooting. He told the, this Greek television station, these are his words, something must have happened now this last week. Somebody probably came and hurt him. And since he was a solid boy, I don't know what could have happened. But basically, Dad, who, and honestly, I don't think, I don't know if we've ever seen this. I don't know if we've ever had a parental figure of a person who has just shot up a school. I don't know if we've ever had that person speak out before. I mean, we may have, but I, I don't remember it. But how about that as justification slash reasoning behind uh, shooting up a school? And if that is, in fact, the case, then is there any sort of preventive measure that works beyond getting the, having somehow intervening so that bullies stop bullying? 608 785 7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785 7914. Again, also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WICM.com. We will uh, go to the phones. We've got, um, um, is this Mike? We'll go to, no. Yeah, Mike. We'll go to Mike first. Mike, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, I got actually two sides of this coin I'd like to, to bring up. Sure. And I'd also like to commend you for your honesty with the media. Now, there's a lot of times that you say stuff that I, I really strongly disagree with. So it's kind of nice to see that there's someone in the media that's actually honest about what they're really doing. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, why is it also that if there are warning signs that something like this is going to happen, uh, I don't remember if it was this last one or the one prior to that, but there's warning signs again that this kid was probably going to do something bad news in school and it was reported and it was ignored. Why is that stuff squashed so quickly as well? I don't, you know, there's, there's yeah. some mention of it, but there's not, there's very little of it. Yeah, I don't know if this is quite the same thing as the, like the Parkland guy who was, uh, I think he, he what, he, social media posts or something where he talked about being a, right. a, a school shooter or something. I mean, this isn't, doesn't, yeah. this guy didn't quite rise to that level, but I mean, you know, there were, but there were, sure. there were warning signs that report. I don't remember if it was a Texas one or, but there were warning signs that, you know, this kid's behavior is bad and, you know, hey, you guys need to take a look at this kid. And once again, the folks that uh, were warned about it dropped the ball. Uh, I think that, you know, nowadays especially if something's said, be it, you know, flippant or, you know, holy crap, this might really be real, they all should be looked at just from the perspective of, you know, public safety. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you, when, when, let, me, let me just ask you this, because I understand where you're going with this, and I understand that there's, there's, it would seem like, in hindsight especially, when if you have a kid like this, the trench coat wearing kid who is, hangs out by himself and has some curious social media posts and there's some other things going on there, why didn't we do anything about that? But, I, I mean, do you remember what, how, many, how many angry, impulsive, weird, standalone type kids there were in high school? Because that would be a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of background, che- yeah. a lot of people checking some stuff out, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, you know, I'm an older guy, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the same type of stuff, but there's some signs that if you know what you're looking for, okay, you know, you can. I think once they're reported, these people that receive all these warnings, 
should be educated and trained enough to be able to sort through it to a degree. You know, that that's my opinion on it. Yeah, I think that. But then I, yeah, no, I would ahead. also like to mention on a, on the opposite side of the coin. Why is it that the media is so hesitant to promote positive things with firearms? Um, a good example of that is not too long ago, I want to say it was a Winona paper had a write-up about uh, the, the school's trap shooting programs. Now, my son does that. He's been doing it for a couple of years. We've tried to make contact with the various news organizations in the area, um, mainly I don't, the two TV stations that are they're big around here and then the paper, along with uh, some youth hunting stuff that we've done with an organization I'm with, and no response. Now, finally, News Channel 8 did a small blip on, uh, I don't remember which school it was, they had a trap shooting program in the area, but when it was brought up on their social media page that, you know, hey, don't forget about these other schools, this stuff has been around a lot longer than that, all of a sudden... It was, well, we don't have time to cover everything. Mm-hmm. Well, this stuff has been going on for years, literally years. And there was no interest whatsoever until another news organization mentioned it. And then it was like, you have to hurry up. Oh, yeah, well, we better, you know, show that we have some interest in this, too, all of a sudden now because they did it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that a lot with the TV stations is that a lot of the stories they come out with are, you know, the next day after you see it somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? Well, and let me let me actually give you well, Mike. Let me give you an actual answer for that, okay? Because I think you, if you're looking for an answer, I can actually give you an answer for that. And it may not be as it may not be as sinister as you think it is, because oftentimes okay. when you're doing a, when you're doing a story for for TV, radio, or print, it doesn't matter what it is, um, and it's it's a story, human interest story like that. You need a hook. You need something to hook it on. You need it, it can't just be like this thing exists. There has to be something called exigence, something that has happened so that you can say, oh, and it, this is part of, this is the trap shooting program, you know, especially like you said, it exists for years. Something has existed for years or a hunting program has existed for years. What, what is important about that thing now? And you have to have that in order to create a story. If you don't have that, and it's not really a story, it's just like a public relations thing. And we don't, we don't really do okay, that. So- so if I so if yep. you so let me let me just let me just continue for one minute so I can give you an actual no, answer. That's, okay. That's fine. I'm so not, if you have if you all. have a if you have a trap shooting person that goes to and and I don't know if this, if this didn't happen if it did you know we obviously missed something but if you have a trap shooting student who winds up in a national competition and um, you know wins or is in the top ten or something along those lines you got a story right it's a it's and it's mm-hmm. a pretty sure. big story because. That that thing where that person comes from has helped that person become a national top ten trap shooter. It's a huge sure, deal. Which we actually have in a couple of these schools. There's uh, my son, absolutely one of them that's going to national oh, this year. Awesome, and that's the this kind of thing. A, and, and this is the, the fastest growing school sport. Oh yeah, it is in the by nation far, right by now. By far, absolutely. It has been. Yep. No, it's a, it's a it's a big deal, and there's a lot of lot of kids doing it. I know it's. Uh, it is one of those things, and I think that this is—that's the other thing that we're starting to catch up to—is that this is—it's this, become as popular as it has. So, and that might just be a process of—and I've—I've t- I've said this before, Mike, and maybe you've heard me say this—is that journalists in general don't understand guns, and they don't because we don't because for the, for most of us, and I'll stick myself in the lump of journalists. I'm different from all of them, but 
Most journalists didn't grow up with guns. Most journalists never uh, don't go hunting. Most journalists are not are not people that you know are are familiar with with firearms. And so to them, it's a little bit outside of their reality. So if you you know there is a bias there, and and you're right to to call it out. And I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. There is definitely a bias there, and I mentioned this before that if you go to if you go to um, Go talk to a room of journalists, whether it and, and mix them all up. Have radio, TV, and and print people in there, and ask for a show of hands how many have actually shot a gun. And I actually, it's funny because I I I asked, I talked to this Holman that Holman uh, class that I went to, I I told him the same story. You talk to a hundred journalists in a room, mixed up from different background, well, not different backgrounds, but from different outlets, and you ask for a show of hands how many have actually shot a gun. And chances are you're going to get very few, maybe five, unless you got some ex-military types in there and people like me who grew up in the sticks. But for the most part, they don't. And even uh, you think about little small town journalists and and, uh, TV reporters and whatnot, there's a lot of those people with incredible backgrounds. They go to like the, you know, Northwestern and they go to Minnesota. They go to these top journalism schools. And they're kind of hoity-toity people that wind up in the sticks to try to, you know, to, to try to work their way up. So there's the ones that would be getting these stories, and they're not reporting on them because they just don't, that, they have a bit of a bias. It's not a bad thing. It's just a lack of understanding thing. Long explanation for a pretty short question, but I appreciate the call. 608-785-7914. Eric from Sparta. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Jerome. I must ask you uh what evidence do you have that these journalists don't know what they're talking about, apparently? Because they're, well, that's not their thing. They, they didn't grow up in this stuff. What evidence do you have to prove that? Because they certainly put all kinds of propaganda on the TV. So I remember in 1992, during a Clinton assault weapon ban, I was watching CBS Morning News, and they showed up, fully automatic weapon firing, and they said, this is, these are the assault weapons that we want to um, ban or confiscate or whatever. And I and I, I, I was I was pulling my hair out. I called finally called across uh, New Channel Eight and said, "This is a lie. This is not true. They're making these guns they want to ban look like they are full, fully automatic machine guns." And they stopped doing it right away. And I think that that's the proof that you were looking for, Eric, right there. It's not about lying. It's about not. It's about lack of understanding. It's actually a battle we have on a regular basis internally here. Sometimes, no, there's not. It's not automatic. It's semi-automatic. There's a difference. So, I understand the frustration, but you just proved my point. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Bullying as justification, perhaps, or reasoning for school shooting. Talk about that. Get your thoughts on that. The the father of the shooter, the Greek shooter, the Greek shooter, the father of the Santa Fe uh, high school shooter, he's a Greek immigrant, but he's been speaking out about his son and uh, getting bullied in school. If that is in fact the case, if the kid popped because of bullying, what's the solution for that? How do you address rampant bullying in high schools? How do you address or rampant bullying in junior high schools, for that matter. Because it is. I mean, it's every single day. Or is that simply a part of getting older and growing up and learning how to sort, sort yourself on a, on a social level? And is it 
is is you know one person's bullying is um, another person's asserting himself or herself, and it kind of depends on how it's taken, isn't it? Is bullying so bad that we need to? It needs to be on. Um, we need to have be on high alert at all times because any kid getting bullied might be that kid with a gun. And if that's in fact the case, and if bullying is the key, then why aren't we dumping resources into that? If bullying's the key, why is it bulletproof glass that we're uh, getting funds for? If bullying is the key, why is it that it's uh, cameras and and guns in, in schools that are the solutions? Or is really bullying it at all? We'll talk about that. 608-785-7914, Again, also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. In just a few minutes, too, we're going to... Uh, uh, I, I talked about this uh, class that I went to speak to earlier this month, this high school class in Holman, and they've, uh, they've, they gave me some, they sent me some reviews. I haven't read them. And so um, I've asked Rick to find... Uh, some things, and well, I actually just asked him to, no, he just started doing it. Now they think about it. I didn't ask him to do anything. He just is looking for things to embarrass me with. We'll come back with that. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. More good conversation coming up on WYZM, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. This hour brought to you by the good people at Pearl Street Brewery in Lacrosse. And you're trying to figure out where to find all the great beers that Pearl Street Brewery makes. It's as simple as downloading the free Pearl Street Brewery app for your phone. That's right. You just download the app, find out what kind of beers they have on tap in their tasting room, but find out also where you can find some of their great beers. And I'm just doing this now, flipping through, scrolling through, lots of good places, including some great restaurants. Charmin Hotel's on there, Digger's Sting, Freight House, all those places are uh, the types of places that are uh, you can easily find that to have a Pearl Street Brewery Beer on tap. Just download the free app to find more. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. 608-785-7914. You can call in or text in either way you get in on the program. Um, I uh, was noting today that the father of the Santa Fe shooter had made some comments about the bullying that went on at school with his son, I think probably seeking for himself to find some reason or rationale for his son to shoot and kill his classmates and teachers and how all that went down. Like, what's what's the reason, right? We always want to find a reason. And the reason that the father has latched on to is that his son was a victim. His son was bullied. And that may be true. In fact, there has been some corroborating statements from students that were interviewed uh, through this investigative process that, in fact, the 17-year-old in question, who will remain unnamed, um, was in fact bullied, but not just by students, but by some of the teaching staff as well, specifically coaching staff. 
guy was a little bit different, and um, that was not well received. If that is in fact the case, and we often hear there's a connection between bullying and some act of violence, whether this, it be something like this with uh, somebody bringing guns to school or something else, if that is in fact the case and we're dealing with kids, how much more resources should we be put into dealing with bullying? Is it really that? Could it really be as simple as all that? Now, of course, I say that and there's anything but it's anything but simple to really deal with bullying in schools, as many of you probably know. But, I mean, we've all been there, maybe not as the bullied or the bully, but certainly have witnessed it as children, right? Is it part of the establishing the pecking order? Or, you know, certainly it's, it's not kind, but how really terrible is it and should does this get to become do we get to make this an excuse i guess is the question you tell me 608-785-7914 well uh, down to 57 tonight look for fog in the morning please just turn on your lights when you're driving in the fog it it's, it doesn't honestly it's not going to take it's not going to ruin your gas mileage you know it, it's better that i see you and you change your headlights a little more often. Tomorrow, a uh, chance of thunderstorms, high 79, and then a chance of uh, showers on Thursday. But we're pushing 80 on Thursday and Friday, and Saturday, as a matter of fact. 67 now at Lacrosse uh, La Talk PM and News Talk, 1410 AM, 92. Insider at our website, For com. I'm Drew Kelly. Stay informed. Follow Wisdom on Facebook and Twitter for the latest developments. I'm at Reynolds Lacrosse Talk PM. More of your calls coming up after this word about Bion Service Center on Jackson Street in Lacrosse. You know, I tell you what, there are things that you pass on to your kids, and one of the things that I have apparently passed on to my uh, children is um, going to Bion's first, <laughs> uh, because of course I've been going there for uh, quite a while for all the re- uh, service and uh, repairs and maintenance needs for my cars, and now my my son is doing the same thing. He uh, Needed to get some uh, tires put on his uh, on some rims and and uh, on his truck and it's, I mean it's a it's a very simple thing but uh, it's something you need obviously somebody to do and so he just uh, well he put air in the tire first but uh, drove over to Bion's today as a matter of fact to get it done and that's uh, just because that's that's where we've gone for now years and taken all of the cars there and uh, now him and his old beat up truck that's where he's taking that thing so. You know, like I said, there are some things that you pass on. Some things are more valuable than others, and I think this one's a pretty valuable one. Um, that's why they're my mechanic for life, and why I tell people all the time, the only place in lacrosse I'll take my car is for repairs, service, and maintenance. It's Bion Service Center. Folks, just go there and tell them Mitch Reynolds sent you. You'll tell Across Talk PM and WIZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. This hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse. But the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. You call in or text in. Either way, you get in on the conversation. There was some... Uh, um, from the father of the Santa Fe school shooter, 
Dad's a Greek immigrant, and he was, uh, I think he gave an interview to the Wall Street Journal, and, and he was on a, a TV channel in Greece where he's from. He mentioned bullying as being a problem for his son and gave that as a reason, potentially, for why his, um, his son became unhinged, took his guns, and went to school and killed people. Uh, there are some other stories that have come out, but uh, bullying seems to be a key one, perhaps. So we've got there's some uh, potentially some ostracizing. Kid kind of hung out on his own. He's a little bit not not socially connected. He um, he had been rebuffed in his uh, romantic advances, if you will. To some young ladies. Um, you know. It, which, I, I, if, you, if you take it in perspective, you look at a perspective of a guy who's just killed 10 people and wounded 10 others at a high school. Right? It sounds, it sounds, wor- it sounds awful. Like, or, and also, indicators of, of what, what happened. Oh, of course, he was, he was bullied. And and he was he was ostracized and he was he was uh, you know he was a loner and he walked around in heavy boots and a trench coat and had for I don't know weeks months something like that in Texas we're taught yeah that kid ooh now it all makes sense now it all comes together but some. Being ostracized, singled out, socially inept, and not having some connections, and you know, uh, being rebuffed in your advances to the opposite sex. I mean, how many raise your hands if you had that experience in high school? Because, or junior high, because most of us did in one way or the other, maybe not all at once, all at the same time, but man, it was rough, right? At times, for those of you, by the way, it wasn't rough for, uh, I don't know. I don't, I have no idea how you did it. I really don't. Yeah. But for the kids on the outside, it was rough. So yeah, bullying, big problem. And the reason for school shootings, on the other hand, it's also in some ways, isn't it just. It's, I mean, and there's nothing good about it, but it's also a pretty normal, common part of our adolescent experience. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Right. Don't normalize bullying. I just got that message. I understand. I really do. And I'm not trying for that. I'm suggesting that while they're they're very possibly as bullying as a part of this particular situation, it certainly doesn't justify the action. Let's move on to Steve. Steve, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I just wanted to echo your uh, comment that there's no excuse for taking guns and shooting people as a reaction to it. But I can understand the frustration. All people have been bullied. My son was bullied in school, and the principal said, well, maybe it's his problem some way. And I said, 
I think we're done discussing this because you obviously have no insight, and I'm going to have no choice to withdraw my kid from the school. I will say one thing. There's a wonderful school in town here called School of Technology and Arts, SOTA 1 and 2, that specializes in kids who are different. And that's why people get bullied, because they're a little bit different. My kid was into the arts. He wasn't into sports. He became a target. And I did not know what to do, because I tried to help him, and he said, Dad, you're just making it worse. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not want to get involved, but Steve, I mean, there is that thing where you have to pull back and you sort of have to let this uh, whole thing ride. I mean, and, and you know, the other thing is you hope that there are others who are willing to step forward. And this is kind of a character test, frankly, for young adolescents in, in terms of the social structure of schools is that it's, that there has to be those kids who do step forward, step up and take a stand. But it is, yeah, and I mean, it's hard not to get involved as a parent, but parents shouldn't get involved. You know, I made one mistake like that, and um, the other one was not a mistake. But I did make one mistake like that, not in bullying, but just getting involved when I should have gotten involved. You know, sometimes it's hard. But yeah, no, it's a it's a fight your kids got to fight, kind of, not on their own, but. It's, it's still got to, they still got to fight. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Uh, let's see. We've got Eric, I think. Yeah, Eric. Let's go there. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, regarding this bullying stuff, I must tell you, when I was about, I'm 67 years old, but when I was uh, 12 or 13, I had a, Paper off for a lacrosse tribune. In one certain part of town, two guys every day that was sat there looking out their window at me, and they see me come, they ran out there, and they're trying to beat the hell out of me for, for just being there. And finally, one day I said, I'm not going to take, I'm not going up the street to stay because I can't take it no more. I mean, they don't, if you're 12 or 13 years old, you don't understand how, what a profound effect it has on you, what these things do. I mean, I was never going to, uh, never thought about shooting them or anything. I just wasn't going to do it anymore. But that is the point. This bullying is really, really a big thing. And thank you. All right, Eric. Thanks so much. Eric didn't think of shooting them, of course, which is what he just said. Um. A listener on the Better Hearing Center talk text line says, I don't always like the way you report things, but to the guys saying, why don't we have people in schools to see the signs and stop these things before bad things have happened, some will slip through. They happen. How do we know that they, that, that um, hmm. how do we know that we don't? Uh, they're not going to tell us all the things they do prevent. We have a lot of police, but don't stop all. Yeah, there was actually a couple of cops there, too. During this, at the time of the shooting, there was a couple of cops in the school. Uh, this listener says, is bullying actually getting worse, or are students lacking any amount of self-esteem that if somebody looks at them wrong, they need to find a safe place? And with everybody in these younger generations getting participation trophies for just showing up, is it any wonder one claims that I'm being bullied and the other one claims I'm just doing what everybody else is? That's interesting. Interesting take on that. 
So what you're saying is our, our kids are more sensitive? Um, wow. I, I wonder, I also think that, I was having a conversation with my sister about this the other day, how there's a meanness that has grabbed hold in our society that is, it's stunning. And it, it's it's the and its level of coarseness and vitriol, um, and it, it's largely social media based. And I don't know if we're more sensitive. I think that there's just more, more of it, in more kinds of ways. You know, and I don't know if this kid, this seventeen-year-old who shot up, killed that all those. Students and teachers and wounded so many others at the high school in Santa Fe. I'm not sure what his social media life was like, but I'm guessing that it was pretty much, I'm thinking pretty similar to what many, if not nearly all other adolescents' lives are like. They're just kind of buried in it. 608-785-7914. It's, uh, let's go to Paul. Social media's not to blame. It's the way we raise our children. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids all were held accountable for their actions. They didn't love me for it when they were growing up. They love me now for it, and they raised their children the same way. Okay. I came from a military background. Uh, my father was in the military. I was in the military, and I have an extremely long and uh, strong work ethic. And one of the key things that I was taught and what I've taught my kids is if you make a mistake, you own up to it. You don't blame somebody else for it. And granted, I, like I said, I was growing up, I was small through all, all but my junior and senior year in high school. So I got picked on a lot. I just had to fight back. I had to learn how to take care of myself, face my fears, and take care of myself. Um, there's nothing you can't overcome as an individual. And it's, it's never too late to ask for help. Going to, especially a school, and shooting somebody is wrong. Bullying's wrong. But his reaction was even worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no question that, that obviously it is it is worse. But and I and I appreciate your your perspective on that, Paul. That it's never too late for, to ask for help, and there's nothing that you can't overcome. I I know it doesn't feel that way in the moment. You know, and not everybody has um, the discipline to. Um, to uh, to make that to make that true in their lives, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. But yeah, parenting is key. I won't. I won't. It's hard to dispute that. This is wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM with Mitch Reynolds continues after this. My name is Ashley Beck. I'm the housing manager for Benedictine Villa Assisted Living. I love working there. I love seeing people grow. Uh, We have a lot of people that come in and families say, they're not going to do well here. It's just a total change in environment. And we see people just kind of blossom into social people and they love to be out. And this message sponsored by the La Crosse County Prevention Network. La 
The Crosstalk PM and WI is the MI Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914, also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. And this is number three right here. Is that right? Okay. Let's go there. Oh, this is Jim Daddy. All right, Jim, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, Mitch. You know, when Eric was on, he kind of brought to my attention back when I was a kid. I went to the school for the blind in Janesville for six years, 185 miles away from home. Um, the last two years of my life down there were absolutely miserable. I was bullied by um, two older kids, one black and one white. And in the dorms on weekend down there, there were no house parents after at 9 o'clock until 6 in the morning. There was just a night watchman that toured the buildings throughout the, the campus. Mm-hmm. And so they had a lot of chances to do a lot of things. And let me tell you, I won't go through the details of what, what they did, but it, it happened on a regular basis. And it was very scary, and you couldn't you couldn't run to mommy and daddy because you know I was 185 miles away from home. Sure. And if I went to the house parents or any of the teachers or anybody about it, then it would get worse. And it did get worse because I did at one time, sure. and and it, it got to the point. So I was so scared that that on weekends I would sleep under my bed on the floor. Wow! Because I didn't want him in my room, huh. and. Fortunately, um, my parents had talked to, because I just told them I didn't like it down there anymore, they talked to Kenneth Gary, the principal at Logan, and he gave me a chance to uh, see if, if legally blind I could make it in a public school. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I was capable and, and, and did it. Uh, but there was bullying going on there. Sure. I overcome that. It wasn't that bad. But it did happen, kids snapping me behind the ears and tripping me in the hallways and different things like that. Some of those kids became some of my best friends throughout the three years I was there. I graduated from Logan. And and, and I think it made me a better person. Um, I didn't run to any adults about it. I just kind of took it and, and, and dealt with it. And, and I think that... That made these kids um, understand that, you know, I'm not that dumb old blind kid that, you know, I'm just nobody. They found out that I was somebody, and it's just not everybody can handle it that way and deal with it in a certain way. Sure. I was just fortunate enough to have it in my my system to, to be able to do that. Um, and, and you know, I never thought once of, of retaliating and causing any harm on anybody. Um, I don't know what it is now, if it's up raising of everybody, you know, nobody's disciplined like they used to be, and, and they don't have the respect they once had, and, and it's just they don't appreciate things like they once did. I don't know if that's all wrapped up in the one mm-hmm. that causes these problems nowadays or what, but I, I, I just don't know what it is. But, you know, there is, has bullying has been going on for a long time, and I'm a witness to it, and I just, I just wish that um, more parents would see what's going on and not jump in, but just kind of, you know, help their kids through it so they don't have to deal with it every day. Yeah, that part, that part right there, that support, but uh, non-interference, I think is the way to, to go in, in terms of that, because you want to let your kids know that you're there, but not, not fix the problem for them, because, you know, that, that, that doesn't help them in the long run. There's no question, Jim. I, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. And I talk about bullying a little bit because of that uh, issue, that, um, um, the interviews that the father of the Santa Fe high school shooters uh, was giving and uh, was trying, and, and I, you know what he's doing. He's trying to reason, trying to come up with reasons for himself for why his son has done a horrific thing. And so searching for some reason or justification and um, 
he as in according to what he said in uh in a couple of different interviews um that uh, that reason is uh, his son was being bullied at school and is that you know what obviously there is no justification there but to what extent is that important for us to to deal with because it seems to be one of those constant themes especially in school shootings 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. We'll go to Dave. Dave, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Gerald. Hey, Matt. Hey. I, uh, I've got a couple theories on all this. One, I can remember when I was in high school for a while, I got bullied by some other kids. And part of it is resources. Schools can't afford to put more resources into it. Everybody complains every time they ask for more money, which is a bunch of bull. Um, you know, eventually, after going through it for a while, I just, you know, after talking to my parents, I'm like, what to do? And they're like, well, you know, you've gone through the course of talking, telling teachers, telling people, nothing seemed to change. Finally, I just had enough, and I whooped the crap out of the kid, and I never had a problem with him again. Right, well, yeah. Is that the right, yeah. answer? Is that the right answer? No. No. <laughs> But not, not, not in every case. It, yeah. but it, it's not, and it works. And so, you know, I've been out of school. My 20-year reunion's coming up. Okay. I've got kids in school now. Mm-hmm. I've got a kid with autism. He's okay. high-functioning, but it's autism nonetheless. Right. He gets picked on at school and on the bus quite frequently. I've gone right. to school board meetings. Yeah. Funding's just not there for it because, mm. for one, not enough people really care because they think it's not happening in their school. Right. And that's the biggest issue with it. And the only way, I'm not saying that that's the reason that all these shootings happen, but I bet if there was a way to figure it out, because, you know, some of these shooters have died, you know, I would put a pretty high bet on the fact that that is associated with most, if not all. All right, so what what I'm hearing you saying is that they're, there would need to be more resources in order to address that before it becomes a violent issue. Sure. I okay. mean, there's the counselors, maybe a school has one, one counselor, right. if they're lucky. Some right. schools probably don't have any. Right. Right. You know, yep. There's nobody for them. And then when you do bring up the situation, nothing gets done. It's, it, it gets put on like it's not happening here, but it happens everywhere. It happens in workplaces, for gosh sake. Oh yeah, no, really yeah, naive to the fact that this stuff is going on and nobody's willing. And unfortunately, government's the one that needs to step up to the bat with the funding for all this. And gosh knows they can't do nothing right lately. Okay. So right. I got you. All right. Well, look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. So Dave is saying that a lack of resources uh, contributes to a uh, bullying atmosphere in school. We'll go to Dan next. Dan, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. Hey. Hey. Following up with his comments, uh, our boy has high-function autism, and he was picked on just relentlessly. I mean, everything from getting his hands slammed in the lockers wow. to going just through with a broken leg and getting the crutches kicked out from under him. Wow. Okay. Uh, and, you know, and you go to the principals and stuff, and they're like, it's just a phase. It's just part of growing sure. up. Yeah. And, you know, they don't care. Mm-hmm. And... You know, like you say, oh, well, you, you know, you have to deal with it. 
Well, he attempted to deal with it and ended up with three disorderly conduct charges. Yeah. Because I mean, like what I said you know, before. And they don't see the first, you know, they don't see the first kid attacking Yeah, him. it's always the second they kid. Him attacking yeah, him, it's, and it's, then he gets in trouble. Yep, it's always the second kid. I, you know, like I said before, there's always the hope that there would be enough, um, and this is what I I I tried to, um, you know, when, when I had kids in school, I tried to convince them to be the ones to intervene in those types of situations. And you know, kind of always hope that there's going to be kids who are there to intervene, and unfortunately there's just not enough of them. But, um, you know, yeah, I'm sorry that athletes that were picking on him, yeah. you know, and the, oh, they're, you know, the athletes there for our school and blah, blah, blah. And the principal, I think his name was Fish. Thank God he retired now, but he was worthless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he'd just he'd be a quieter victim is what they told him. Yeah. Hmm. Literally, that's what they told him. And, yeah. you know, and we ended up in court, you know, and then he got suspended. He actually got kicked out of school. So he had to go to a different to uh, family children's center school down there for sure. a couple yep. of semesters, and then he went back later. And you know they found a new kid to pick on, and they you know like his senior year they pretty much left him alone. That from was there on was there was there ever I mean and you know like you said there was the disorderly conduct charges, but was there ever a concern of yours, or was ever did he ever? Talk about you know I'm 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 really going to go get these guys. Was there ever like a retaliation that uh, uh, a feel for what your son wanted to do? No, no. he knows he knows the difference from right from wrong. And okay. he'd come home and talk to us about it. Sure, okay. You know, and but no, I don't. You know, did he maybe want to? You know, and there's a possibility that I don't. He would have never acted on it. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Well, and you know, because he know he says, "I know hurting people's wrong." Right. You know, but and and new new firsthand, obviously. Yeah. 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 No question. Well, but, I, look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I, I got a couple others I want to get to, and um, running a little short here. We may have to wait. Are we gonna have to wait on that? I don't know who we have here. We got Tom and somebody. I got. Hmm. No. 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 You didn't. You don't. You don't remember his name. Okay, I got you. All right, we'll go there. Then we go to with the caller number one. I don't. I'm sorry, Rick. Could never didn't bother to uh, remember what your name was. So. Don probably. Okay. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. What, what What's on your mind? The only, just listening, and uh, I've had a thought. I know about bullying, too, and I I fought back and eventually uh, was not always the nicest person if you wanted to pick on me because I'd fight back. Right. But the other thought that struck me uh, was that uh, a lot of, a lot of the, when I look back at a lot of these shootings, uh, I keep wondering if all the national publicity and all the things that are thrown out there, if this doesn't give kids ideas that they probably never... I know I would have never thought of that when I was younger, but I, but if this is thrown out there and you, they see others doing it, uh, isn't there sort of a copycat effect there? I just wonder about that. I, does it seem like... Uh, yeah. 
I, I think of that sometimes, too. I mean, clearly we've seen this over and over again. Clearly they've seen it over and over again. Um, if yep. you are less than, if you're less than, you know, 20 years old, this has been your entire life this has gone on. And they, they've followed yeah. a familiar path. So, yeah, I would, I think so. Yeah, I do. I think that this it's, is part of it, for sure. That this is Yeah, this, it just struck me as that way as I was listening, because yeah. <laughs> it's something... I would have never thought of it, and I had never heard it on, of course, when I grew up, it was radio mostly, like I listened to more than anything else. Right. But but even then, uh, it, when you put it out there, somebody who never thought of anything, oh my gosh, yeah, that's a way to do it. <laughs> Just depends. Right. I, I think that that's probably, I think there's a lot of truth to that. No, I don't, I can't imagine at 17 thinking this was a way to resolve a conflict. Because up until that, I it hadn't, hadn't happened, you know, not like this. It hadn't happened like this. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that there's, I think there's something to that. And I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, thirty. Uh, I can't lost count of the years now, but thirty some years ago, you know, whenever it was, I, I can't. It would never have occurred to me. <laughs> it's not even close. And now it's it's now it's become enculturated. <laughs> which is bizarre and scary and frightening all at the same time. Rick, I don't think it's going to happen today. I think we've we've um, we've effectively ruined the mood for this. So we're yeah, gonna I was going to say better. like it would have been nice to uh, yeah like f- change the mood completely. Yeah, but yeah. we're kind of in a rut now. Yeah, we are. Still. The twenty-four hour tease of yeah. Well, we're going to have to uh, we're gonna have to tune school. in. Uh, we couldn't quite get to Matt Damon. Is that? The Jimmy Kimmel thing? Is that not a thing? No? I don't know. Who's Jimmy Kimmel? Okay. Thanks. Appreciate that. Rogers doesn't want Des Bryant. Okay. That's good. That's great. Sterling Brown video tomorrow. That's good. Good. I see you've been working on some important things over there. While Kim Jong Un, uh, Donald Trump to, commemorative coin. You getting one or? Trying to do a show here and you're, no, you're no working price on, on it, though. Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, come on. I mean, you, you're kind of curious, though. Sterling oh, what's Brown. What's Aaron Rodgers, though? He, well, he's saying he doesn't want Des Bryant? Yeah, well, he's mad that, like, they, hey, they've if we're going to have Des Bryant. Got, they've got 30 wide receivers on the on, uh, right now. Why well, would, here's, here's the, the he goes, uh, why would we get Des Bryant if we got rid of Jordy Nelson? Right. So he's a little bitter. Still wants Jordy, his friend. I think those are two different players. Jordy and Dez? No way. Slow, exact tall guys same. that go up and get the ball? <laughs> I was going to say Jordy has better hands. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's white. And... <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay, well, so I'll put these over here. Yeah, okay. Well, so tomorrow, them. we're going to get back to where we should have been doing was the reviews of my presentation at a high school class in Holman. Personal criminal issues. Personal criminal issues. It was, I th- considered it to be a bit of a train wreck. We'll find out what they what they think. Yes. Uh, the teacher, a little clip from what he said. What you brought to Holman High School is enlightening and entertaining with some information. Nice. 
That's good. That's good. Emphasis on the sum. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. You don't have to fly to Kansas City to get great barbecue. Four years in a row and counting. Hi, this is Jerry Beyer at Big Boar Barbecue. Once again, La Crosse County has voted us the best barbecue and best... Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Mitch Reynolds on La Crosse Talk PM. This hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse. Thanks so much for their support and for your input today. Some interesting issues that we tackle on occasion. Bullying just happens to be one of them today. Thanks for my love to Anna, and we'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom. So finish